drama, comedy. Two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy. It was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Life's not like an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. Welcome to the doghouse. Riverdale, Season 2, Episode 20, Chapter 33, Shadow of a Doubt. As the town's mayoral race between Fred and Hermione heats up, Hiram sets his sights on a new ally, Sheriff Mineta. Let's recap the recap. Okay. Midge got knifed. Fangs was the last to be seen with her. Sheriff Keller resigned. Veronica got paid. Archie needs to make his bones. Betty's talking to the Black Hood again. And now she thinks Hal might be the killer. Dun dun dun. I don't know how to feel about this episode even now. Really? I I know how you should feel, which is, that was awesome. It felt like filler. Nah, it didn't feel like filler. I know filler. it's not filler, but I, I just... We are setting up the final confrontations. I know, but we have two more episodes, so it's... Uh... Okay, so Archie is knocking on doors. He's handing out pamphlets. He says he's campaigning for his dad, who's running for mayor of Riverdale. But really, he's looking dead straight in the eyes of every single white dude he looks at. It's pretty straightforward. He, he has one inter- interaction that's a little telling, and he's handing a flyer to a guy, and the guy says, Oh, I'm voting, I'm voting for Hiram Lodge. It's like, don't you mean Hermione? And the guy just kind of shrugs, like, whatever, what's the difference? He's not wrong. No, he's not. And so, it's just, okay, Archie's, you know, doing doing some legwork. Because um, Archie doesn't believe the Black Hood is dead, and neither does Betty. Of course not. So, we're over at the Cooper house, and Hal is being creepy, and Alice looks a little strung out. And Betty is suspicious. Uh, she just kind of talks at the room and just says that she believes that Chick was a test. She's fishing. She's she's kind of looking for a reaction. Anything. Anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're all like, well, we survived and we're stronger and we'll survive whatever comes next. Fuck and, off, hell. Yeah, fuck off, hell. And we go to the Pembroke and Veronica is doing Archie's makeup and he's like amazed. You can't see my bruises anymore. No shit, Archie. That's how makeup works. Archie is a dumb, dumb boy. Okay. He is a like dumb, I, dumb boy. I know he doesn't know that. This is weird. <laughs> Veronica says, okay, so, um, just cause, uh, other people have found out about what happened with Nick. And so some of the mobster people's fathers they're going to send their sons to kind of like kiss my ass. <laughs> and Archie makes complete dumb face at her. What? Yeah. She's just like, well, they're just looking to make business and or political alliances with my parents. It's very Borgia Medici. Whoever wrote Veronica's dialogue needs to be fired today because it's bad. Like I could barely understand what it was that she was saying because it has all this other bullshit in it. I'm just, it's just obnoxious. Like S1E1? Oh, yes. Very S1E1 for this. Uh, Hiram comes in. He's like, Archie, do you have a moment? Uh-oh. Oh, it's time to go make out and study. My spies tell me you're out campaigning for your father. Okay, Hiram has spies now. Like, it's bad. Are you finally turning on this show? Are no, I haven't turned on the show. finally just I, like... 
this episode exhausted me. So the things, like, last episode was awesome, but this episode, it just felt so try-hard. It's annoying me. Well, we got to wrap some things up so in like, a bow and it's So, like, any hard. campy or crazy, I'm just like, can we be done with this so we can get to the point? That's how this episode hit me. Mm. And it's okay. I haven't quit the show. I'm not, like, not excited, and I've continued to theorize since we originally watched it, but I just kind of want to get to it. Like, let's get to it by now. Well, who doesn't want to get to it? I'm, I'm done with the foreplay. Come on. <laughs> Archie says, I'm not campaigning, Mr. Lodge. I'm trying to find the black hood. Staring into men's eyes. I thought you only did that with me. <laughs> <laughs> you still want to make your bones? Uh, yeah. So gross. It's so creepy. He's like, why don't you reform your dark circle? Oh, no. I, oh, exactly. no. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, and th- the, this is this scene particularly is like this is just really shitty puppetry. It's just bad. Oh well, it's it's, it's gay porn dialogue is what it is, which is awesome, <laughs> but horrible. But Archie's just like, yeah, Reggie and the guys are fired up, but I need focused lasers, not loose cannons. But Hiram says that a new sheriff has taken over for Keller, Michael Mineta. Uh, a man I know very well, and you could coordinate your efforts with him. Doesn't sound like a mobbed-up connection at all. Yes, and Hiram uh, gives a warning. I'll arrange a meeting, but move fast, Archie. Every hour that passes, our killer could be planning his next attack. Uh-huh. And now Archie's suspicious. Suspicious. <laughs> yeah, he gives that look of just like, hmm. Hmm. Oh, now we're walking down the street in the rain, just Jughead and Betty. Like any other day. Jackhead's asking about Chick. Have you heard anything from him? No, he hasn't called since I took him to the bus station. But he's very somber. Chick is like, who knows? Maybe he's gone for good. Silver lining to all of this Chick stuff over the last couple weeks is that this is as bad as it gets, Betty. My dad could be the Black Hood. <laughs> and Jackhead's like, yeah, that would be worse. <laughs> um, And I'm just watching this like, Betty, you need to talk to your boyfriend. Uh-huh. he knows nothing. He doesn't know anything about this. She won't talk to anybody. Au contraire, mon frere. All right, let's go to the Pembroke. Now the five families have come to pay their respects. I'm embarrassed for you right now. <laughs> We're at the Pembroke, and there's a table full of nicely dressed gentlemen here to kiss some ass. Veronica says, well, 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 aren't you boys a handsome assortment of he-devils? And uh, Hermione's there to receive them, and she's like, no, Veronica... These young men have come to pay their respects. And Veronica, she's going to play her own little game here. She says, oh, I know why they're here. And while I'm dying to hear your proposals, I'm already late for school. Can I maybe squeeze you in tomorrow? Hermione grabs her. And it's like, uh, tomorrow? You don't say that to these boys. (laughs) Veronica just looks at her mom and says, you do things your way, mom. I do things mine. And Hermione is not happy. The name of the game in this episode with Hermione is her reacting to everything. Uh-huh. Uh, she's doing a hell of a lot of reacting this episode. and it's t- She's having her whole little story right there without saying a whole lot. Ah, we go over to the blue and gold, and Betty is talking with Cheryl, and Cheryl is not wearing her signature lip color. What is it, dear cousin? <laughs> um, there's no one else I can talk to, uh, no one who might understand what I'm going through. And Betty asked Cheryl a very personal question. Uh Uh-huh. Before you saw the video of your dad shooting Jason, did you know that he was the murderer? And Cheryl very plainly tells her subconsciously, yes. 
why do you ask? <laughs> of course. And Betty explains what's going on. She's got a hunch. Um, but Cheryl's like, you know, I've seen your pater, which is kind of funny. <laughs> uh, your pater sneak around Thistle House and he has all the stealth of a marshmallow man. Um, wherefore comes this accusation? Uh, okay. Okay. We have to pause here. I like Cheryl, but it's the same thing with Veronica. It's too much. Like, if you... If Pepper you... it. Pater is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Dear cousin is fine. When she addresses people, yeah. it works. But then if you just keep doing it, it's annoying. When every portion of a sentence has a reference or an unusual word, it just... It goes too long and you start focusing so much on the language that you stop hearing what they're actually saying and I'm getting distracted. The only way it works is if that character always speaks that way constantly. If that were the case, Mm -hmm. it would be different because we'd have already established that. But no. (sighs) Uh, Betty explains that she it's just an intuition and she doesn't want her dad to be a murderer, but she can feel it in her bones. She was like, uh, let's go to the popo. Maybe this new sheriff has half a brain. Hey, yeah. That's, yeah. that's like reasonable response. Every damn time, man. Betty says, no, if it is my dad, I, I need to be the one to talk to him and stop him. This is what I'm sick of, is these kids pretending like they can figure it out for themselves. Yeah. How many times okay. have they gotten screwed the fuck over? Yeah. That's what's annoying. <laughs> Correct. Then Cheryl again has some, some good advice. She's like, okay. In that case, absorb my hard-earned advice. Uh, You need concrete proof or a confession or both. And the first step, buy yourself some time to investigate. And that means pretending everything is normal. Betty says, well, luckily, that's my specialty. Uh Uh-huh. I love this conversation. Cheryl says, you know, Betty, you just be careful. And Betty's like, well, I don't think he would hurt, you know, his own daughter. And Cheryl's just like, I never thought my dad would shoot his own son in the forehead, but that's the world we live in. Tread carefully, cousin. I love them together. I just don't want this cousin talk. Well, I'm fine with it. It is what it is, because they probably would never have this conversation if that family connection wasn't there. I No, I don't think that's true at all. Betty is talking to someone who has been in the an identical situation. That's why she's seeking her out. If it had been Chuck who had gone through this, Betty would be talking to him. Cousin has nothing to do with it. So it's annoying that they're continuously reminding us that they're cousins. If they're using it as a device, it's poorly done. You get to say cousin once, not three times. It's just, it's bad. It's sloppy and bad. And I don't like it. Meanwhile, back at the Pembroke. uh, Hiram is warning Hermione that her and Fred are neck and neck. Town's divided. This debate is the single most important event of the election. Hermione has a drink in her hand in almost every scene? No, she does not. Okay, well, she's drinking a lot more. Uh, she's just going, yeah, I know. I was like, I get it. I get it, Hiram. Like, no shit. And Hiram just keeps going on. He's like, we already control the sheriff's office and the register, but we need the mayor's office as well so the prison can't be blocked. And Hermione is just like, what more the fuck do you want from me, man? And there's still a part of this plan that hasn't been revealed. Of course. There's clearly some other thing going on that's unspoken, Mm -hmm. but he keeps pushing her and she's about to break. Yep. You can see it written all over her face. That's why she's drinking more often. That's why she's... She looks worn the fuck out. And she's starting to fight back at him. 
Yeah, and Hiram continues on with, I'm hoping Archie's dark circle will cause unrest. After all, Fred can't control his own son. He certainly can't control a town on the verge of sliding into chaos. She gives him death eyes at that. Because here's the other part about this is that I think Hermione still genuinely cares for Fred. And I think Archie. She does not like what Hiram is doing to Archie and Fred's relationship. No. Um, because he's tried to do that with her and Veronica and he has, for the most part, succeeded. Yeah. So she does not like any of this. Um, and we'll get to more of that later in this episode too. We go over to the locker room and we're talking to all of the football, red circle, dark circle guys. This is so badly done. It really is. The only thing that I think is interesting is that most of the guys are wearing their Letterman jackets. The uh, Reggie and then the unnamed guys are wearing their Letterman jackets. Kevin is not one of them, so he's just wearing his normal clothes, but he's got a jacket on. Moose is wearing a jacket with the fur line. He actually is wearing a coat that looks a lot like what Jughead wears. Huh. And Archie is in full bulldog clothing, but he's wearing a, a yellow hoodie, a gold hoodie instead of his Letterman jacket. So it's very much like who is not a part of this group uh-huh. and who's not. I know Moose is on their team, but given what they're talking about, Midge, he's on the outs. They're all talking about what are they going to do to take care of this guy who killed Midge and Moose reveals that him and Midge were fighting backstage because he found out that she was seeing someone behind his back. Reggie starts to freak the fuck out. Well, he, he says he says it was a serpent. Uh, um, yeah, Moose lets it slip that it was a serpent. Reggie freaks the fuck out. He says, I knew it the second they set foot in this school. Moose, why didn't you say anything to us? Kevin's like, why didn't you tell my dad? Uh, Moose didn't want to be the jealous boyfriend. No, and and just like, okay. And Archie says, we should go talk to the new sheriff. Thank you, Archie, for being smart, because that's the appropriate response. And Reggie's a fuck twit, so they're going to go showdown with the serpents. Uh, Some serpent scumbag was doing Midge. We got to figure out which one it is. It's it's just gross. It is. It feels gross. Because here's the other part is, you can be mad on the behalf of your friend. But Reggie, what stake do you have in who is sleeping with Midge? None. None! As far as we know. But none! It's the it's the whole serpent thing that they've played up with him that it, doesn't this, work. This felt unearned a little bit to me. Everything feels unearned on this show. Fair. <laughs> but... Like, I just didn't like how quickly, like, I could see him getting angry, but he just, the giant outburst is just stupid. Well, he's also a fucking idiot. Yes, he makes Archie look like a genius. Right? Uh, so let's go to Swords and Serpents. And Jughead's like, War Baby, worst fucking prison name ever. Anyway. Uh, called my father from Shankshaw. Our old adversaries, the Ghoulies, are being released, but word on the street is they want serpent blood. They're gunning for a rematch. They want war. Which I I think is a much bigger deal than we get to play out here. Yeah. We shouldn't have even talked about this, this episode. It should have come out with like him talking to his dad. Yeah. In that diner scene, that's when we should have found this piece of information. I I feel, I actually, I feel like a little bit of re-editing and we could have fixed some problems in this show because the scene we're, we're having right now should have come before the locker room scene. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Reggie Buston is like, which one of you reptiles was screwing Midge Clump? I bet it was you. 
Reggie's pointing at Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea's like, you ass. I didn't even know, Midge. <laughs> and they just like going back and forth. And uh, then Sweet Pea's like, yeah, but I could see why she wouldn't want to get um, any fleas from you mangy bulldogs. And they start like going after each other. They're fighting. And Jughead and Arch break it up. They break it up. And then they just kind of like give each other looks like, what the fuck is going on? They're working together. Like, this is just a thing. And then we get Riverdale. Betty's drinking OJ. Mm-hmm. She's like, so, Dad, I've been thinking. Um, you've been so busy at the register lately. Maybe Mom should go back to work. I mean, she's moderate, moderating the debate, so why not report on it as well? It's not a terrible idea. Yeah, and I can help you, too, after school proofing and layout. Aw, Betty's so sweet. Yeah, Hal says, you know, my two best girls back at the register. Did you fucking forget about Polly? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Polly's not there. Like, you have to remember, his attitude towards Polly after Mm -hmm. what went down with Jason is like, Mm -hmm. she's dead to him. Yeah. And I don't think she really is anymore Mm -hmm. because they had that relationship, but Polly left and hurt them really bad. Still. Uh. Okay, we go over to the trailer, the Jones's trailer, and Fangs is sitting there with Jughead and Fangs is like, it's bad, Jones. And Jug is just like, all right, so talk to me. Uh, so on the opening night of Carrie. I wasn't just giving her notes. Oh, you were hooking up and you didn't tell Sheriff Keller. Do you know how guilty this makes you look? I know, I know. I really, okay, I love Fangs' acting in this scene. Like, he (laughs) does kind of act like. A little bit surfer dude. A little, like, surfer dude dumb. Well, he also, he's acting teenager. Yes. Like, you're seeing this super tough gang kid mm-hmm. suddenly become a kid. And be like, I don't know what the fuck's gonna, gonna do, man. Yeah. Uh, so Fangs is like, um, can you delete that footage off of your tape? And Jughead's like, I already gave it to Sheriff Keller, uh, but I got I got your back. The serpent's got your back. We're gonna figure this out, lay low. Sure. Sure. So now we go over to Pops, and we have Glasses Veronica. This is so great. This is a great little little scene with, uh, she's interviewing the the suitors. Canned meat isn't exactly sexy, but it's making a comeback. Tell your folks that we should open a cannery on that maple syrup factory I saw on the river. Uh-huh. And Veronica says, I only like my meat free-range and grass-fed. Next! <laughs> my family runs a 5,000-seat arena in Pacific City. They're looking to do the same here. Do you have a favorite boxer? Michelle Rodriguez in Girl Fight. Next! My family owns a track. If you get your old man to invest with my old man, I'll name a horse after you. Uh, I prefer to have ships named after me, not horses. Next! And she even looks at him and is like, you can go. Yeah, like, like, because he, (laughs) yeah, because that guy's response was like, all right, did you really just talk to me that way, lady? And she's like, uh, goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Uh, and then we have, we own and operate the largest chain of casinos in the region, Miss Lodge, and we're looking to expand. And Veronica is a little intrigued and she goes, I'm not opposed to games of luck, Elio, but are your dice loaded? Elio. Yeah. That's too easy. Uh, no, no need to be crooked. Or haven't you heard? The house always wins. Uh, Veronica is again, she's like, tell me more, Elio. And it's Veronica, not Miss Lodge. We cut over to Riverdale High and Jughead's walking down the hallway and all the lockers have what looks like a condom, <laughs> a blown up condom taped to each 
locker, and it's the dark circle with a 555 phone number written on it. And Jughead pulls him down, and he goes to Archie and is like, um, this is some pretty forceful branding, Archie. Archie says, uh, Reggie made those, not me. And Jughead's like, okay, look, uh, I need the dark circles to lay off my serpents, even though they technically were right about something. Uh, one of my serpents was canoodling, Midge. Are you serious? What's canoodling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what 16-year-old says that bullshit? Jughead. Uh, no. Uh, Jughead's like, but he didn't kill her, and I'm not going to give you his name, so don't even ask. Uh, You're still looking for a middle-aged guy with green eyes, right? Uh, yeah. And Archie's like, yeah. Archie says he'll tell Reggie to lay off. And, you know, they're like, thank you. And then it's like, so in the meantime, I gotta go back and try to get some possibly incriminating footage from this new sheriff. Have you met him yet? Archie's like, no, but do you mind if I tag along? So they are, they're, they're working together. But how? How are they working together? I think what we're not seeing is Archie talking to Jughead about how to play Hiram and protect his dad. Like, how do I see this through? Because I got to finish it with Hiram, but how do I get away from it? I don't trust them. Okay, that's fine. I can't, I can't go along with this. Okay. We go to the sheriff station and uh, Jughead and Archie kind of look around and, and Hiram shows up and is just like, oh, gentlemen. And he's with our new sheriff. And he starts talking to him and he goes, this is the young man I was telling you about, Archie Andrews, the one organizing the safety initiative, the Dark Circle. And Sheriff Mineta says, oh, a man after my own heart. No, 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 Creepy, creepy, creepy. And Hiram is making eyes at Archie. And then he looks at Jug and he goes, and this is the other one. (laughs) The muckraker. The troublemaker. Jughead just says, uh, you forgot Iconoclast. <laughs> In that very, like, fuck you way. It's great. Uh, Jughead uh, looks at the sheriff. He's like, um, can I talk to you about that footage I gave to Keller? So they go off to go talk in the office. Hiram looks at Archie and is just like, Archie, 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 Archie. Like, he's very disappointed in Archie. And Archie very smugly looks at Hiram and says, you said you wanted to introduce me to Sheriff Mineta, Mr. Lodge, so I took it upon myself to stop by. And Hiram is not pleased with this response, because it is not a, I'm sorry, sir. Uh-huh. Like, Hiram's pissed. He's like, oh, well, since you have so much free time, you're going to go chaperone Veronica's meeting with a prominent family. Archie ain't with Hiram no more. No. No. Not after what he did to his dad. So now we're back at Pops again, and Veronica is sitting with Elio and Archie. And Archie's, like, sulking in the corner of the booth. He's, like, he's literally just there skulking. Uh Uh-huh. He's very Jughead in this moment, actually. Well, he's just like, whatever. Y'all do what you gotta do, because I don't need to be here for this. Yeah. Uh, Veronica just tells Elio, hey, um, I really like your proposals, so I'd really like our families to partner up on the Sweetwater Casino. Uh, Elio's like, that's great. Veronica excuses herself and she leaves. Elio looks at Archie's like, so how'd you get in with the lodges? Archie's confused and says that it's, I'm mostly just with Veronica. And Elio lets it slip that he goes, my dad says you're one of Hiram's capos, that you made your bones by taking care of Papa Poutine. Archie very quickly says, no, 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 that wasn't me. No one in Riverdale had anything to do with that. Elio says, you know, word on the street is that Papa Poutine's son, Small Fry, of course, is looking for payback. Uh Uh-huh. 
So Archie's like, well, shit. Uh, we cut over to Betty at the register with her parents. They're heading out. And they're like, hey, you know, do you want to come with us? And they're like, no, we'll bring you back some food. Okay, great. And then Betty Drew shows up and pulls out a bobby pin and opens up her father's desk. Hell yeah. I love the bobby pin trick. It's classic. Doesn't really work, but I enjoy it. Betty Drew is great. Uh, she pulls out a planner and starts making copies. Uh-huh. So then she calls over. Cheryl shows up and she, she's like, okay, look, I got into my dad's planner. I cross-referenced the dates with every Black Hood attack on. They all line up. Okay. Working late, the night Midge and Moose were attacked. Early meeting, the morning Fred was shot. Business trip, the night Miss Grundy was killed. And, you know, Cheryl's like huffing under her breath and's like, business trip to Greendale, no doubt. <laughs> but Cheryl's like, you know, this isn't proof, but it is corroboration. I love sleuthing Cheryl. This team is great because they play off each other without being too condescending. Like, it's great. And I really, really hope we get a lot more of it. Maybe. Probably not. Shut up. Let me dream. <laughs> uh, so then a phone rings. So Betty picks up and dude on the phone says, Mrs. Cooper. It's Dr. Curdle. From the coroner's office. Uh, how can I help you? I've got a warm corpse for you. No ID in his 20s. Uh, okay. And, you know, one more thing before he goes. As always, mall bills are preferable. So Betty hangs with the phone and Cheryl's like, what's going on? Uh, we have to go to the morgue. Why? Was it another Black Hood victim? I sent the Black Hood after Chick. I gave Chick a head start and told him to run, but maybe he didn't make it. It's great. I love it. Because, like, Cheryl's like, this is some dark shit, Betty. Uh-huh. It's great. So now we go back to Pops, and uh, Jughead's talking to FP. Uh, he says, you know, Sheriff Mineta won't give me back his footage because they want to go through it frame by frame. It's only a matter of time before he puts two and two together and brings Fangs in. FP's not happy about this. <sighs> of all the girls in Riverdale High. And Jacket's like, you know, what do I do? If Fangs runs, he looks guilty. If he's caught withholding the truth, he looks like the killer. Um, and then there's some back and forth. And basically it all comes down to the Lodges endorse the new sheriff. They really just want the killer caught. And if it's a Southsider, they'll be that much happier. And FP is just like, we got to hunker down and get ready to fight. And he's just very grumpy and angry and walks away. Whatever. I, I don't feel like the scene was necessary at all. Nope. Archie's coming home and he's like, Dad, why are you still up? And Fred just is like, looking that sad, exhausted Fred way. I got this note pinned to the front door. And he holds it up and it says, you're next, sinner. And Fred says, I can only assume it's from our old pal, the Black Hood. Nope. Okay, here's something very interesting that someone brought up. Fred isn't, wasn't actually the uh, target. It was Archie. Archie was supposed to be the target. Uh-huh. So that note is not for Fred. It's for Archie. Oh, okay. So that was the thought someone put out, that Fred isn't really the sinner. But that's not the Black Hood's writing. Not at all. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. It's not squirrely enough. It's not unhinged enough. It's not. It's really neatly it's, written. It's not a riddle. Nah. No, it's just, it's, it's not. <sighs> so, okay, so we have a little commercial break. We come back and we see a deputy of some sort is dusting for prints on the doorway. A deputy? We don't know who it is, but a deputy of sorts. A deputy? Yeah, he doesn't look like he has green eyes, so it's not him. Still. You're not named, you don't, ha you don't matter right now. 
uh, we, we kind of zoom into the kitchen and now we see that Hiram, Veronica, and Hermione are also at the Andrews house, you know, along with the sheriff and the deputy. And Hiram is just like, you know, it's clear what has to be done. And, you know, Fred's like, you know, we can't cancel the debate, prank or not. It's not a risk we can take. Uh, there's like, I agree. And uh, until the Black Hood's caught, we have to be careful. There's just a lot of crosstalk going on. And Fred just finally goes... The town needs to know we're not, we can't be cowed. He's not giving up. Hiram is a little concerned here. Hiram is like, oh. He doesn't trust Hermione in that debate. No, that's that's not the case. It's too close. And Fred, despite what's going on with his wife or his son, has the moral high ground historically. Of course. His record as a person, as a member of the community, will always outshine anything the Lodges do. Always. Well, it always will. He's Teflon. Like, he is. He it is just doesn't Teflon. matter. Um, yeah. Hermione is officially freaked the fuck out. And Fred sees that. We see, we get this one little clip where we see Hermione just being like, well, Fred's in, I'm in. And Fred just, and she just looks terrified. And Fred sees her. Uh-huh. get a little clip of Fred looking at her. And I'm just like, my suspicion is true. All right, let's go over to the morgue. Do, 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 do. Go and take the morgue like you do from Riverdale. You're not the Mrs. Cooper I was expecting. Yeah, well, my money's good just the same. <laughs> yeah. Cheryl's like darting around going like, what's going on? Why am I in a morgue? <laughs> Who the fuck is this shit? <laughs> uh, this poor creature was found in the men's room at the rest stop outside Greendale. So then he starts to unzip the body bag. And we kind of get a glimpse at the guy's face and it's, not chick. No. Like, that's really all we need to know. But Betty is freaked the fuck out. Yeah. So then we instantly cut to a hallway. Uh, Cheryl and Betty are sitting in a stairwell. And Cheryl's like, you know, it's okay. It wasn't chick. Oh, but it could have been. Uh, you know, chick is probably out there with a bullet in his forehead or he got away and he's on a train back to Transylvania. I don't know. <laughs> and Betty just kind of finally breaks down. And she's like, you know, I delivered into the Black Hood and that makes me killer. I've been trying to prove my dad's the killer this whole time, and instead, all I needed to do was look in the mirror. Yeah, and she's just like, you know, the black hat got what he wanted, and, you know, Cheryl's being really awesome. She's like, you know, none of this is your fault. And finally, um, Betty's just like, I, d- I just, I don't know how much longer I can go without just saying something. You know, I think you need to say something. I think you need to confront your father with as much of the truth as you dare and see how he reacts. Which is, like, not horrible. So now we go back to the Cooper House of Awkwardness. And we're sitting at the table, all three of them. This is still badly done. Mm-hmm. Betty, in very monotone, says, I have something to confess. While the Blackhead was first hurting people, he was also calling me, asking me to do things. He said I was like him. He offered to help me get rid of Chick. So I delivered Chick to the Black Hood. If he's dead... That makes me an accomplice to murder, and I think I'm okay with that. The truth is, there's always been this darkness inside of me that I thought Chick could help me understand it, but really it was the Black Hood who did. This all is perfectly fine, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Alice is... Nervous and a little freaked out, and her response is, um, Honey, I don't know what to say. It's just like, uh... I love you. Hal does not seem phased by this at all. And then he comes on to say this. Betty, I experience it too. The darkness. 
When I was away from you and your mom, I felt like I was drowning in it. And that's why we need each other. Okay, two things. One, what the fuck about Polly? You don't care about Polly anymore again? <laughs> I was away from the two of you. Clearly don't give a shit about Polly. This Secret twin wrong. theory might be coming into play here. Here's the other thing. Because it's coming up all over the place. His eyes look very green. Yes. In the beginning of the scene, they are not green. No. So they digitally fucked with his eyes to mess with us. So that's annoying and stupid and a waste of fucking money, CW. <laughs> like, if you weren't gonna if you weren't gonna fix it for this whole time, you don't do it for ten seconds of screen time. Yeah. It's well. not worth it. Ugh. The scene it's just so bad. And not believable at all. <sighs> so we go to school and Jughead's doing his thing and Tony rushes up to him and is just like, did you see it? Uh, Fangs was dating Midge and he didn't tell Sheriff Keller. And she start, she puts up her phone and it's the footage from Jughead's camera. And Jughead's like, where'd you get that? It's posted on the register's website. Somebody leaked it and it makes Fangs look guilty as sin. AKA Hiram. Of course. But then we get... uh. Attention, students, this is Principal Weatherby. I need Fangs Fogarty to come to the office immediately. And so then everybody is searching around, being like, where is he? I don't know where to go. Jacket's like, we have to find him before the Dark Circle dies. Run in. Okay, and so then he runs right into Fangs, and they're like, what the hell, man? The video's everywhere. You have to help me get out of here. Super teenager. And then we get Reggie going, you dead vixen killer! And then the sheriff and Principal Weatherby is like, this way, Mr. Fogarty. And he they, tries to make a run for it. They and, hit him. And he they don't so much hit him, but they kind of slam him up against the wall. And and his switchblade his falls switch out. His comes out, and then they lift him up. That's when they pin him, him down and arrest him. Yeah, that's when they put him up against the wall. Because they were just going to, like, hold him and question him. But then they see the weapon on school grounds, and yeah. he's under he's under arrest. Ah, uh, back to the romantic study. Only it's Veronica and Hiram. Uh, Veronica is, ta- is telling her dad about the proposals. She's like, you know, I know today is all about the debate, but I just wanted to know, did you did you read my proposal about partnering with Elia's family on a modestly sized casino? And Hiram is so fucking dismissive. Of course. He says, yes, I did, but no business Elia's family's runs is legal. Their casinos are just fronts for numerous criminal activities. Same for you, Hiram. It doesn't make any sense why he brought all of these kids in just so she would turn them down. Yeah. So. Unless. Unless. That was the plan all along. He knows his daughter and he knew and he figured his daughter would just turn every single one of those kids down. No, it could have been. It could be a couple of things. It could be he wanted to give her distraction. Yeah. Because Veronica likes the project. But it could be what I think is a more plausible scenario is he wanted to know what the other family's businesses were. Uh, so he could either, one, start poking holes in them, or B, steal them. Veronica is like, you know, Elio assured me, Daddy. And Hiram was just like, this partnership doesn't make sense for us. Not now. Not when we're on the verge of coming out of the shadows and into the light. Don't you understand that? And Veronica is just like, okay. Archie's got the bat again. Yeah, Archie is uh, keeping watch, and Fred comes in and is just like, you don't have to do that. There's a deputy out there. A deputy? Yeah. And Archie's like, but what if the deputy falls asleep and the black hood slips past him? What if I can't stop him again? And Fred is like, again, look, Archie, what happened at Pops? What happened at Pops changed everything. 
all of a sudden we get a we, we get a pearl in the swine. This is a really yeah, good scene. It is a great it's a great scene because it's a Fred and Archie scene. And it and it's Archie finally opening up. Uh Archie says, you know, I, I really thought you were gonna die, Dad. I felt helpless. Everything broke that day, and I've been trying to put it back together ever since. First with the red circle, and then Hiram Lodge. Is that what this is about? You backing him? Working for him? He makes you feel... I just hate feeling like I can't do anything. I know you do, son. Especially when it seems like the whole world is on fire. And then they hug and it's sweet. And I hate you, Fred Andrews, because you're the best daddy ever. He's... he's just real. Yeah. So then we go to the white worm. Back to some bullshit. Yep. And, you know, we see okay, a bunch of bikers going to the, the white worm, doing their thing. Then a bunch of stupid fucking teenagers show up with Reggie. And it says, he says... All right, war dogs, let's have some fun. And they put some hoods on. Oof. I do like that they that they go rough when they put the hoods on. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, That's a fun touch. That place. All right, we come back from a commercial break, and it's morning time. Archie fell asleep on his watch. Well, I'm not shocked. He's mm-hmm. a teenager. Um, But his phone is ringing, and he's like, hey, Jug, what's up? Jughead is freaking out. You oh, he's your, pissed. You and your dark circle went wilding on the south side last night. What's up? Huh? Archie's like, that is not possible. Unless you know another vigilante group. In Letterman jackets. <laughs> <laughs> who set a dumpster on fire and slashed our tires. Archie Hog, I saw you guys. I, I wasn't there. And just then uh, on Jughead's side, we get a Jughead, Attorney McCoy. Okay, you'd never refer to someone as attorney name. Uh, because she doesn't have a first name. Okay, we know it's Sierra, but she's only ever called by job title last name. Just call her Mrs. M- or Miss McCoy. <laughs> Nobody goes Attorney McCoy. It just reminds me of in New Girl, Councilwoman Dunn Moscato. <laughs> Say your job as part as though it's a part of your name. <laughs> I'm Vice Principal Jessica Day. <laughs> That's what this feels like, and when I say that, I don't hate seeing her as much. Attorney McCoy! I just... Oh, I just want her to say, I'm Attorney McCoy at law. I just... uh, (laughs) Use her damn name. She has one, for fuck's sake. It should just be Mrs. McCoy. Well, Miss McCoy. Or Miss McCoy. Or if he accidentally said Mayor McCoy, it would be fine. Oh, that would be funny. Mayor McCoy, oh... uh, Thank you for being Fangs' attorney. Like, the, whole, be, the even, whole point of him saying that is to reiterate the fact that she's an attorney. It would also be great that, you know, Mayor McCoy and she goes, call me Sierra. That would have been perfect. Yeah. But no. Or Miss McCoy's fine. So, something like that. Because I do really like, because I don't see this in other television shows, where the kids all call the adults Mr. Mrs. Well, it's Archie. I know, but I like that. It's a respect thing. You call adults by Mr. or Mrs. unless that adult tells you to call them by their first name. Yeah. Um, it's it's just polite. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, they... Don't say another word. Yeah. Uh, Fangs is being interrogated as a minor without an attorney or an adult present, so that's some bullshit. Yeah, but it's Sheriff Mineta. It's believable from him. True. True facts. Instead of fucking Keller. Cause he, well, because that's the difference. Uh, look at how Sheriff talked to the kids. He wasn't interrogating them. He was just asking them questions. Well, Keller questioned everybody. He questioned, which is still fine. But he never interrogated but anyone. It, but, it was, but he, from what we saw, 
he took the approach of, tell me what you know. Tell me what happened. Why are you defending the awfulness of Sheriff Keller? We just spent all of um, last episode talking he, about how bad he was. No, we didn't. Because I said last episode that he has redeemed himself by saying, I stepped down. Because if I step down, they're going to bring in somebody else who's going to maybe see something that I missed and catch the actual killer. Because that's what's most important. Not Sheriff Keller keeping his job. The most important thing is keeping the town safe and finding the killer. Well, yeah. So he's redeemed himself in my eyes, and I'm fine with it. Okay? Minetta is always going to be worse than Keller. But that's going to be part of this whole thing. Blotty, blotty, blah. Stop overacting, Robin Givens. Yeah, she doesn't know how to. Mayor McCoy, Attorney McCoy, tells Fangs that, look, you're being held because you're in possession of a weapon on school property. So it's going to be, they've got 24 hours to make something stick. So just stay here. Shut up. Mm -hmm. So Mary McCoy was finally useful as a human being. So that's good. So now we get Archie going in and yelling at the Dark Circle guys. Have you guys lost your minds? Vandalizing the South Side. And Reggie's like, we were celebrating Fang's arrest. He didn't do it. Um, Archie, he had a knife on him. Yeah, Kevin. What happened with Kevin this episode? He's, he's. He's fighting for his dad. He does not like his dad's reputation being tarnished. He's he's, he's a little hurt. late to this party. He's in hurt mode. <laughs> yeah, he's defensive. And Archie's like, okay, we are officially not having this argument. The circle is disbanded. And Reggie's like, that's not your decision to make, dude. You're not the one paying us. What? Hiram is. Oh, fuck. And, and Reggie's like, wait, Mr. Lodge is paying you? Moose is like, uh... And Kevin... Looks down and goes, are you fucking kidding me, Reggie? Like, Kevin is now very uncomfortable. Well, I don't, I don't think anybody knew that about this, except, like, Kevin, they definitely didn't tell. Well, no. But also, I think the way he, he reacted to it, it was more like, are you really going to tell him? Yeah. Come on, Reggie. Um, he had the secret. And Reggie's just like, yeah, he's the one that suggested we go out and have a little fun. And it said, you might have started the dark circle, but that it was mine now. Oh, Reggie, Reggie. Reggie. Okay, so this is, this, what I do like about this is Archie is not going to be played by Hiram. No. Like, that has been... Established. Established for a little, for a couple episodes now, which is great. Right. Love it. So this makes total sense... That Hiram would now take something that he actually got Archie to start and give it to somebody else and pay him in an effort to get something he wanted from the town, you know, some unrest and some craziness, and also hurt Archie. Because he's basically firing a warning shot at Archie. If you try to desert me, it's going to hurt you. Oh, I think this is more than a warning shot. This is the start of a plan to off him or get rid of him. Uh, No. Well, not kill him, but he's trying to get rid of him. Yes. Well, no, he's... Mm, yeah, he I, is. I don't think it's get rid of. I think it's to try to get him to fall back in line. Mm, I don't think so. It's, it's, it's one of those. I don't think so. <sighs> so we're back at the five seasons. This is where uh, the McCoys are living. And Veronica has shown up there. And McCoy is like, you know, Veronica, I'm afraid I've already taken on pro bono cases for the week. And Veronica hands her a check. Says that should cover an hour of legal advice, I hope. And McCoy's like... What did you want to talk about? <laughs> Veronica says, let's say someone wanted to open a casino in Riverdale. You'd have to get a gaming license, and that would be difficult, unless you had the connections. 
And Veronica, you know, she takes it in. She goes, well, let's say someone wanted to do this strictly above board. And McCoy's just like, okay, girl, you tell me. Okay. Uh, we go over to Cheryl doing her nails and her phone rings and just she, oh, she, she, oh, she picks up her phone and goes, has he confessed yet? <laughs> no. Oh, Cheryl. Uh, but he said something about not being his best self when my mom kicked him out. And then I checked his credit card records. He's still making payments to that share B&B he was running. It's um, still funny. <gasps> Do you think it's a serial killer, Lil? Please tell me we're breaking in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Instant cut to the share B&B building. And Betty is full on picking a lock. She's actually using a set of lock picks. Yeah. Love it. While Cheryl's just, you know, keeping watch. I really wish we could have gotten a Cheryl like, how'd you learn to do that? And Betty just goes, spy movies, come on. Like, it should have been one of those things. Because she's a little too good at things like that. So it's funny to hear like, how do you know about cars? Me and my dad fixed them. How did you learn to do that? I actually did learn that from the Nancy Drew detective book. <laughs> so that would have been a really cute moment to call back all of those. So that was a little missed opportunity to me. So we bust in the door. And what are we looking for? Trophies from his victims or just anything unusual or incriminating? Of course, like, the first yeah. the first thing we find is generic brand SpaghettiOs. Yeah, that's, that is a crime. And then, you know, <laughs> Betty, Betty sees... Uh, the you know the family picture and then Cheryl's like um does your father have an affinity for kitty lit or would this be considered unusual it's the Nancy Drew code book and Betty is freaking the fuck out Cheryl the black hood used this book to write the cipher the cipher that only I could solve my dad knew I was obsessed with that book growing up why aren't you looking at his fucking papers Why aren't they looking at what the fuck he was writing? That's what's important here, kiddos. Come on. Maybe True Detective doesn't exist in their world. It's not even True Detective. Like, it's... What was he doing in the share B&B? He was working on the register. So clearly he was writing something. Betty's phone starts ringing. She goes, oh my God, it's him. Cheryl's like, don't answer. Hi, dad. And then Cheryl, you can see Cheryl in the background. They're like, oh my God. We're dumb, girl. (laughs) And uh, Hal is on the phone. He's like, Betty, where are you? We're about to go to the debate. Do you want us to wait or to pick you up? And Betty's like, I'll meet you there. So now we're at the town hall. And... Veronica is nervously going up to her dad. She goes, Daddy, I've done a little research and I figured out how we can make the casino happen without involving Elio's family. And it's all legal, just like you asked. I didn't ask. And we are moments away from your mother's debate. Can we table this? And he just walks away. Veronica just goes, what What the fuck just happened? Like, this is bullshit. Daddy's supposed to love me. Come on. I'm gonna punch this dude in the motherfucking throat. Because mm-hmm. that's what Veronica does when she gets angry. <laughs> Debate! (gasps) Debate time! Alice is moderating. Welcome, one and all, to tonight's mayoral debate. Blahdy, blahdy, blah. Fear and unrest rule the streets. Hermione, how would you restore safety to the town? Alright, so Hermione goes on and on about how we've already gotten Sheriff Mineta, and uh, Tom Keller resigned, and one week on the job, and he's gotten the killer. And crowd goes wild. Alice looks at Fred and goes... Fred, rebuttal. And Fred just shoots from the hip and says, we don't know if he's the killer. Boo! All I'm saying is, let's not call for blood until we've had a trial. 
what does that say about us, about Riverdale? It's interesting you bring that up. Uh, are you aware of a... Uh, Hermione is now talking to Fred. She are you aware of a group called the Dark Circle? No. Okay. Then let me enlighten you. The Dark Circle is a Danish radical group that traffics in terror, violence, and street warfare. And it was started by your son, Archie. And Fred just looks at Archie, and Archie just goes... Well, fuck. Yeah. Well, fuck that. Yeah, I did that. And then Fred, Teflon Fred, man, just goes, whatever. <laughs> and he's He just kind of shrugs, and Hermione looks and goes, Now I ask you, citizens of Riverdale, how can we trust a man to run a town when he can't even keep his own house in order? And then, and at, well, okay, so as this is happening, we see a figure walk in front of the camera. Yeah. And then we get Veronica, who is standing in the wings, come out and point... Look, it's the Black Hood! And then we get shots fired. And then we see deputies start shooting up at the gallery where the Black Hood supposedly is. And we see a guy with a black mask with a rifle. Well, we see, we see a black, the Black Hood. We see the Black Hood. And, of course, Betty's like, oh my god. And she sees her dad. Yep. He's in the crowd with her. You know, they're not sitting right next to each other, but close nearby. And he comes. He's like, Betty, are you okay? No, I'm, I'm fine. And we see Archie has now tackled his father behind the podium. And they're hugging. And Fred is like, are you okay, son? Yeah, I'm okay. And then you basically just see Archie becoming a full-on little kid in his dad's arms. Of course. And it's so sweet and heartbreaking and I hate it. And Hermione and Veronica are, are crouched down together, too. And I think Hiram's with them as well. Yes, he is. Yeah, they're all together. They're as all together. So all the kids go to their parents. Which is nice. Yes. Uh, this is not the real Black Hood. No. This was all set up by Hiram. Yes. Uh, Hiram is the one who made sure that note got sent to the Andrews in a hope. He was hoping for Fred to drop out so that this debate never happened because he knew no matter what, Fred was going to come out looking like a rose. Of course. He went and called Reggie because Archie wasn't doing what he wanted, wanted him to do with the dark circle. Yeah. To force that so that uh, Hermione could use that to embarrass Fred. And I guarantee you. And then you, he hired he hired the Black Hood to show up. Uh, a Black Hood. Somebody to show up. But nobody gets hurt. This guy's mm-hmm. shooting a rifle into a mass crowd of people. And not and one person gets shot. Not even in the leg. He's firing blanks. Yeah. Clearly. Uh, so we have a little commercial break and then we come back and now we're at the station and everybody's just kind of waiting around and... Uh, Minetta's like trying to track stuff down and And Fred's Fred's just just standing there. It's like, I guess Sheriff Keller's not looking so bad right about now, huh? Minetta's just like, dude? And then he looks right at Fred, Minetta, and says, there's a trap door leading to the balcony on the roof that's done on any building plans. And I've got cars all over downtown. We're going to catch them tonight. Huh. A trap door that's not on the building plans. I wonder where that might have come from. So then Hiram says, Sheriff, may I? Uh... Archie's come face to face with the Black Hood before he's looked him in the eyes. Maybe he could help you identify him. Sheriff Mineta looks at Archie and says, are you up for a ride along? And Archie just kind of looks at him. It's like, um, actually, I'm going to head home and stay with my dad and make sure he's safe there. Hell yeah, Archie. Archie. ain't taking this fucking bait. And uh, everyone just kind of goes, yeah, all right then. Pirate's fucking smug asshole. And then he starts to whisper to Mineta, this is where I said no. He's trying to, if he's not trying to kill Archie, Mm -hmm. which I wouldn't put it past Hiram at this point, he's trying to literally just get rid of him. And he's been planning to try to get 
rid of him. Mm-hmm. How whatever that means, mm-hmm. get him away from Veronica and away from his family. Yeah. He wants no part of Archie and it's been building ever since he told him don't mess with my dad. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was that was the last drop because Hi- I don't I don't think Hiram thinks he can get him back in line. No. He's freaked. Not now. But I think a little bit before I think he thought he might be able to but not anymore. Hiram underestimated Archie's pure heart. <laughs> and the fact that he was raised by a man who is respectable. Uh-huh. Like he, Hiram fully underestimated that and since Archie is no longer valuable to him, he needs to get rid of him. And that's and what that Manetta can, that is That can be for. done in a variety of ways. If he goes with Manetta on a ride along, mm-hmm. Black Hood killed him. I don't know what happened. Fangs is still in a jail cell. Uh, so now we go, we're still at the station, but now we're actually in at, at the jail cell where Fangs is sitting there. And we've got McCoy and Jughead. And Jughead's like, um, I just got off the phone with Betty. Apparently the Black Hood just turned up at the town hall while Fangs was here. So why is Sheriff still holding him? McCoy says, okay, so what happened tonight and what happened to Midge are being treated as separate incidences. But if the Sheriff doesn't press charges in the next hour, he has to let him go. There is a mob of angry people waiting outside. And his release is going to make a lot of people unhappy. Cut to the Pembroke. Uh, Hermione is drinking. And fucking wrecked. Veronica is like, you know, mom, you're shaking. Oh, I'm fine. Look, I know you want to be strong for the campaign, but if tonight was any indication of what's to come, maybe you should drop out of the race. Nobody's dropping out of the race, Miha. Every time, every Every time time he says Miha, something really disgusting happens. Yeah. Daddy, are you serious? We've worked too hard on these plans. We can't get skittish now. The serial killer just played target practice with mom. Your father's right, Veronica. This campaign is bigger than what happened tonight. I'll be fine. He's willing to put your life on jeopardy and for what? His plan, his vision, his decisions? You will show me respect in this house. Oh, like the respect you showed me when you asked me to entertain the sons of your enemies? Or the respect when I tried to tell you that I worked everything out with the casino and then you brushed me aside? Well, guess what? I'm going to go ahead with it. I've done the work and I have the money. Oh, you mean the money that you swindled from the St. Clairs? Do you think I'd let my daughter keep a pile of cash like that lying around? I put it in a trust that you won't be able to touch until you're 21, when hopefully you'll be more rational and clear-minded. Veronica's a little stupid here. Of course. Okay. But she's, she's a kid. She's, yeah, no, this is where, like, she's not playing big leagues. She thinks she is, but she's not. And this is where Hiram, he is breaking the fuck down. Because I don't, here's the other part, is I still think they're going broke. So I don't think he put that money in trust. I think he took every dime. Who knows? Yeah, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. It At the end of this, there's one little tiny interesting thing, which Hiram sees Hermione. Mm-hmm. And he sees what this is, what's just happened to her. Yeah. And on his face, you see, oh, shit. Yeah. There's this look from him of no more psychopath. And there's this little bit behind him of he's like, there's this plan and I want it to go well. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it will get my family to a legitimate place where we can be happy as a family together and have the power we need to do what we need to do. But it's all blowing up in front of me. And I don't know how to fix it. Yeah. So. A little bit. Love it. All right. Back to the Cooper House of Doom. <laughs> so Hal's coming downstairs or whatever. And he's like, honey, I'm going to meet your mom down at the register. 
Actually, Dad, I need to talk to you about something. Cheryl and I broke into your share B&B. You and Cheryl. Yeah, that's a little weird. Um, I found this book, and she's holding up the, the Nancy Drew book. Uh, the Black Hood used the cipher all those months ago. Why do you have it? I had no idea the Black Hood used that. Yeah. <laughs> it was your favorite book. You checked it out every weekend. I found a copy online, and I bought it for you for your birthday. Yeah, uh, Betty's just like, what? And so this is a present for me? And Hal's like, yeah, of course, what else could it be? And so, like, they're setting this up to be a little ridiculous, but the only line that really matters here is Hal going, you and Cheryl. So now we go to the Jones trailer. Jughead's just like, okay, Dad, I just got back from the sheriff's station. Fangs is getting out tonight. And swipe around and holy shit, it's Joaquin. Joaquin? What is he doing here? Uh, okay, so Joaquin has been brought back to help Fangs disappear to San Junipero. I can keep him safe. I got a house there. Oh, I can't that's Joaquin. Joaquin. I just, I, oh, I wish he had gone by and seen Kevin and just said, what's up, preppy? Oh, what is that? So hot. I what? love it. There's no, there's no telling if Joaquin's not coming back for good. Yeah, I haven't looked. I'm totally looking in that when we take a break. Oh, hell yeah. He's so cute. Anyway, Joaquin. All right. So, uh, Jughead's like, okay, that's great. But first we got to get him out of the sheriff's station in one piece. There's an angry mob outside at Pitchfork and they're yelling for his head. All right. So now we go back to the study for some romantic time. We start with, we're just looking at Hiram and he's talking. Something's happening and it's going to make you and the rest of the dark circle very angry and frustrated. And then we see Reggie. Very sullen, because, you know, he's the new capo, I guess. And Hiram says, Fangs Bogarty is being released. What? <laughs> Time after midnight, there's nothing we can do about it. Short of taking justice into our own hands, we must have faith in the justice system, even if it fails some sometimes. Okay, this is actually getting beyond silly mm -hmm. and getting really disturbing. He's grooming kids. Yeah. Now, granted... He got no friends! Well, no, he's got no friends, but understand, the tactics he's using are what people use to... Abuse and take advantage of children. In very, very creepier ways. True. Like... I No, I don't I don't disagree at all. We're, we're bordering now on this edge with him where it's silly because of the terms. Yeah. But it's this scene right here that I go, y'all gotta quit it with him. Because he needs to be a dastardly villain and a little bit creepy, but he shouldn't be like... It's a so sociopathic. It's, it's so heavy-handed, and I know part of it is because we're in a time crunch. Because when it started with Archie, it was a lot lighter. Yeah, and it was very um, at arm's length, and this is very come in, come into my lair. It's gross. It is. It is very gross. It's creepy. So we go to Andrew's house, and Veronica has shown up, and Archie's like, "What's up? I came here to see your dad." Okay, it's everything. Like, what's what's going on? Everything's fine, Mr. Andrews. I just wanted to let you know that from now on, I'm supporting your run for mayor. And Fred's like, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> she says, I can't in good conscience stand with my father anymore. I believe in you. And Veronica is scared. And I don't think it's that she believes in Fred. It's just she's trying to protect her mom. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. She has lost respect for her father. That's true. Even if it was weird with her mom dating Fred, uh, Fred treated her with respect. He's a good dude. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah. And so Archie's, like, really happy. And Fred's like, well, oh. all right. He's like, okay, this is 
flipped and weird, but okay, that's really nice of you. Like, Fred's just like... Cool, awesome. Okay, great. Welcome in. You know, you it's not like you can vote for me, kid. <laughs> but fine. You know. But fine. And then Archie and Veronica go upstairs and have sex. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, she has ridiculous lingerie for a 16-year-old, but this is uh, the CW, and I've watched all of Gossip Girl, so I'm not surprised at all, and I don't really care. And it is Veronica. Oh, yeah. But still. Okay, so we go back to the Cooper house, and... Betty is looking at the Nancy Drew book, and she's looking at the the hood, and she decides to call her dad. And I was like, oh, hey, you know, Betty, what what's going on? You know, is everything okay? And Betty, in that same monotone voice she used previously with her parents, says, Dad, I think we need to finish the conversation we started earlier. Should I come home? No. Meet me at the place where this all began, with my speech at Town Hall. You understand? Of course. I want it to be just between me and you. Just how you wanted it from the beginning. Just like it's supposed to be. Huh. Yeah, um, we'll have to talk about it more when, when we get to it, but Betty has some resolve here. Which I like. I like resolved Betty. So yeah, so she's setting up a date with her dad. Not just that, but Betty seems to have figured something out. So, you know, Archie and Veronica are in, uh, uh, are embraced. They're, you know, they're they've fallen asleep after sex i mean to be fair it's about damn time yeah his cell phone's ringing he's like uh he picks it up and jughead is yelling archie you gotta get down here i'm at the station they want to rip fangs apart i need your help uh what do you mean the dark circle those aren't my guys anymore and he's like well they're gonna rip them apart get here we need your help dial tone so we cut over to the station, and we've got protesters. We've got justice for Midge, free fangs, justice for Midge, free fangs. Jugs runs into Midge's mom on the way out. Mm -hmm. It's it's crazy. So then we cut to Betty. She has shown up at the town hall, and she's setting out her her evidence and her gun. Yep. And she just kind of sits there and says, okay, Dad, let's talk. Cut back to the station, and inside the station, we've got Fangs, Jughead, Sweet Pea, and Tony. And they're like, okay, we can't take Fangs out the front. We need to take the side entrance. Then Manetic walks up and, and he's just goes, like, crowd's out there too, so pick your poison serpent. Gross. Like, so then they're all like, okay, what do we do? You can hear the crowd outside, and Fangs is like, I don't want to die. <laughs> Which is a little cheesy, but it's okay. I'll allow it. He he's a teenager. sells it, though. Like, he does. The thing That's is, why it's okay. his acting... He looks legitimately terrified. Okay, so they're all like, we got your back, this is going to be fine, and then they do Jug, like... You hear, you hear like ringing in Jughead's head, and he's about mm -hmm. to panic, and then he just snaps. It's like, we stand together, so none of us falls, in unity there is strength, and then they do it in unity as their strength, which is super lame again. But okay, so now we get this crazy montage... They're all surrounding Fangs. The whole point is human shield. They've yeah. all gathered around him. Other serpents are outside. FP jumps in the lead. So, so they're walking through. And they're pushing through the crowd. Yeah. And then Reggie, we start seeing Reggie walk through the crowd. And now Archie has shown up. And then we cut back, you know, they're pushing with Fangs. Reggie's furious and he's mad. And he starts to pull his hand out of his letterman jacket. And we see that he has a gun. Mm -hmm. And Archie sees this. So Archie starts taking off after Reggie. Everyone's starting to get a little nervous. And then Archie is able to tackle Reggie down to the ground. Yep. And we hear a gun sh a shot. Sounds like a shotgun. And everybody hits the deck. And Fangs has been shot in the stomach. 
Reggie has the gun out. They're on the ground, but the gun is out. So somebody has seen it. We know Sweet Pea saw that gun in Reggie's hand. Yes. That's, that. there's no way that didn't happen. So Fangs has been shot in the stomach. Um, and now everyone's like, get help, get help. And other people have started fighting now. Then we see Betty. She is waiting. She is sitting on the stage of the town hall. And then we hear knocking. And then we cut to... Thistle House. Thistle House. And Cheryl, she hears knocking. She gets up and she says, I swear, Mother, this is one of your gentlemen callers. She opens the door. She sees the black hood. And she starts to scream. Ah! Oh, it was so good. Okay, they should have let her scream go on for just a little one more beat because it came, they cut it so quickly. It was more funny to me than like, oh shit. Yeah, but but I mean, it was, it was still good. it's oh. She screams shit. very well. She gets points for that. Mm-hmm. Shit. All that annoyance, and then they led up to a pretty good build up. Right that, there. that was a good cliffhanger. I, I give them that, but I just it just it just, it just felt like a lot of work to get there. I agree with you. Yeah, I win. I win, I win, I win. Okay, so, so yeah, this was, this is an okay episode. I mean, I know they're setting up a lot, but I don't trust that a ton is going to happen. Nah, I... We only, got, we only got two more. The vibe I get is we're leading up to a kind of Game of Thrones penultimate big, big showdown. And then the final episode being a little bit of crazy denouement, some chill and then set up for season three i feel like that's where we're headed here that's likely and i hope that's what's happening they've built this they've built the stakes up really high i just don't trust them i hope next week's awesome so we're gonna do what we usually do we're gonna take a little break and if you don't want to hear us talk about theories and spoilery stuff and show news and you can cut out now, but please remember to review and rate us on iTunes. Shoot us an email at Macintosh and Mod. You can find us on Twitter, Macintosh and Mod. Instagram, Macintosh and Mod. <laughs> we'll see you later, guys. Okay, so you're right. Some shit's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of violence next episode, it appears like. Um, okay, so yes, somebody saw Reggie with the gun. So they're going to go, their heads are going to roll on that one. Uh-huh. Uh, Hermione was in on the fake black hood. That's why it looks like she's going to the sheriff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's in on it. She might be trying to throw Hiram under the bus on this. Which I would love. Do it. Do it, Hermione. I also wonder... I wonder if she knew about the letter, mm-hmm. but she didn't know about the shooter. I think that's more likely. I think she knows likely. about the letter, but not the shooter. She knew yeah. that mm-hmm. he was going to try and throw throw some chaos mm-hmm. that way. And look, I mean, all's fair in politics. Like, people pull that shit all the time. But the gunman? Yeah, that's That she has no fucking correct. clue about. And I think whoever shot Fangs is the real Black Hood. Really? I think that's... I think that's the real Black Hood. I could see that being one of Hiram's guys. Regardless, it wasn't Reggie. Well, okay, it was either the Black Hood or it was a ghoulie. Because we also see next week that the ghoulies are out and Penny Peabody is back. We better fucking learn what FP owes her. We better fucking learn what he owes her. Well, and I can guarantee you she's hooked up with the ghoulies now. Oh, she kind of was before. 
She plays everybody, but you know, that's yeah, what no, she no. does. She's the snake charmer. Yeah, she she probably helps them get out because, you know, she's an attorney. That's true. Oh, and someone's pointing a gun again at Fred and Fred's standing in front of Archie. So yeah, that's nuts. Uh, yeah, some shit's gonna happen. Veronica is about to figure out the final piece of this plan. Mm, I don't know what the final place, but she's gonna know her mom was involved. Yeah, that's not gonna go over <sighs> great. So how isn't the Black Hood? But why is he so cagey? I think one of the things that has been happening when Hal was away is that he's doing the research. He's doing the gumshoe detective thing, just like Betty. He's just doing it from an outsider adult perspective. And um, how dirty that Airbnb, mm-hmm. excuse me, that share Airbnb mm-hmm. is. It's unkempt. There's things everywhere. This is why I was so mad that they weren't looking at, like, what he had fucking typed. Yeah, like, what are you typing? Like, what are your scrawled piece of paper? Why aren't you going through his trash? That stuff, like... What were you doing here? Not what's in the room, but like, what can we figure out from you being here? Because I guarantee you he got that book because he knew it was where the cipher came from. So he was trying to figure out what was going on. It was probably he heard about the cipher and the first thing he thought of is my daughter was into ciphers. I wonder if this will help me figure it out. And that whole darkness comment. Uh And this is where I think Betty figures this out, too. Mm -hmm. I think she's figured out that he knows because... He's dropping these tiny little hints. He knows to her, what who the Black Hood is, and he's researching well, it. That's he why has, he's saying he has a good suspicion. But that's why he's he's being so subtle and saying, "I know that darkness too." Mm-hmm. I think there's a way that where that plays where he's it's this thing of he doesn't want Alice to know. No, and he's trying to be like, "I've no. I've figured this out, Betty." No, because here's the thing: I think Hal is smart enough to have figured out that she was getting phone calls from somebody. And he knows that she is the key that's keeping the Black Hood. He doesn't want to scare her off. Like, he's using his daughter as bait. Oh, shit. I think that's a bigger deal. But I think he's also probably narrowed down who the Black Hood could be to, like, two or three people. Who my favorite contenders are is that he has a twin that we don't know about. I really love the idea that Tallboy is, in fact, his brother. Doesn't have to be a twin, but a brother. We have no idea about siblings for any adults. So there's definitely going to be a twin sibling showing up soon. I mean, I said Penny Peabody was going to be there. I really love her as Alice's sister. Yeah. But she could also be Hal's sister for all we fucking know. We don't know. We have no idea. But I don't buy her as Black Hood. No, but I really like Tallboy fits the physique for a Black Hood. Yeah. But he would also be really interesting if he was Hal's brother. He doesn't have to be a twin, but he could be. You know, fraternal twins are still twins. Because uh, the whole Blossom curse is coming back, which would explain why the whole you and Cheryl. Yeah. That sticks out to me because it didn't, it didn't catch me the first time I heard it. I was like, oh, yeah, that explains why the Black Hood is going to see her. Uh-huh. Um, Cheryl's not going to die. Now, there's always this, like, 1% chance that it is Hal. Lame. Real lame. The only way it's Hal is if real Hal got hit, killed by identical twin brother. Yeah. Hal is really, you know. Falstaff. <laughs> Falstaff, that would be funny. Prince would... Hal, Falstaff, Claudius. I would I would give them points for that one. Shakespeare. Yes. Here we go. Agreed. No, absolutely. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. We're going to find out. I, if... <sighs> We better fucking find out about Penny Peabody. I'll be so mad because well, I love her character. And possible major spoiler. Mm-hmm. IMDb description for the next episode mm-hmm. says Betty confronts the Black Hood. 
So it's too easy if it's her dad. I know, but it's I think I think we are going to find it out. We as the audience are going to find out, if not the sh- people in the show. I think Betty's going to find out. Not necessarily anybody else, but I think Betty's going to figure it out. She's going to know, and she's going to sh- be able to show down. And then the last episode will be the fallout from that. And if that's the case, good. But we have to wait and see. All right, until next time, guys. Hashtag go Bulldogs. Take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes, and for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com.